0: My mother warned me that some dick ain't my right hand To hey. trust her only, my heart, and that elder white man hey. His name is Clancy, I fancy him, gotta give him props He has the reason why hey. dealerships even let me cop hey. So now I'm speeding and trying to drop away from the fact hey. That she was right, so I triple left, trying to double back hey. The streets are filled with some clues, like how I ain't noticed that they up? I see some hey. familiar stuck in a cul-de-sac hey. I pull up, get out, what up? I want to help, but what you want for some? solution? they don't want for themselves hey. How do I stay, do I go? That's my dilemma, and traffic is picking up if I don't leave, I'm gonna get stuck, so I can't offer talk barely and it seems off.
1: What's up? Good evening. Hope everybody's enjoying this nice, crisp Wednesday night with you in the Midwest, like me, here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, otherwise, um, you guys probably won't, especially in Florida. Screw y'all. <laughs> but anyway, thank y'all for tuning in to the podcast. This is Scott Burks. It's again. It's the clown Hour. This is the podcast component of my sports ball called the Clown Times. That's over Beauvais, by the way. You'll be able to find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net, and you'll find me on Facebook. Just go to the search window in the upper right hand, upper left hand corner, rather. Whether you on your desktop, laptop, or your smartphone, just search for me. Just again, the Clown Times. You'll be able to find me there as well. Lots to get into, including. Uh, on the NFL Week Seven season, uh, recapping Week Six a little bit, and later on I'll be giving you my award-winning 2018, excuse me, 2019 NBA preview. But first, remember that game I told y'all about last week—the Bengals Steelers, you know the rivalry that's big here. It's just now how not so much of Pittsburgh, but that's another story for another time. Um, well, anyway, I've made a promise to my 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 uh, podcast partner last week slash homeboy slash lime brother uh, that if my if if his Steelers if he's bingo excuse me beat my Steelers then he can come back on here and gloat as much as he wants. However, if my Steals were to prevail, I gave I was kind of nice at first and gave him the option of you know hey you can come on and take your freshman like a man. But I decided to throw him anyway and bring him back on so. Here to take his punishment. He, you find him on lockedonbingos.com. His name is Andrew Edwards, Ace. What's going on, brother? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <man. laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, you sound like uh, old school per- Max Master P. Then, said, uh. <laughs> nah, nah, I nah, wish there was nah. a non na na at
0: the end, man. That would make it <laughs> a lot better, at least. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> oh boy. Well, let's get to it, man. Look, I hey, look. You've been cool about this, and granted, even though we, you have, you, you would have your fun taking shots at me, and rightfully deserve. Um, you know, I just asked to that you have the floor, right, quick and just ask you the question. Why in the hell do we own y'all? Why is it that every single time, no matter the stakes, no matter the talent level on either side of the of of, of the field, why do we own y'all? Why why is that? It's
0: just because no Marvin Lou can can I just say this like like let me just say this and I apologize to all your listeners. Okay. No and, go ahead. And, and and any Bengals fans out there who may be listening right now, I'm sorry. But the fact of the matter is, Marvin Lewis is a bitch. Like, that, honestly and truthfully, that's the reason why you lose. Because the man plays to not lose. He doesn't play to win, he plays to not lose. And there is a very distinct difference. There's a very distinct difference between okay. playing to win and playing not to right. lose. Perfect example. We are, you know. <clears throat> the Bengals go down and score before halftime to make it 14-14. One of the things that Marvin Lewis preaches and loves is, hey, we will kick off the ball first because the percentages say we will get the last possession of the first half and then, consequently, the first possession of the second half, right? And so if you can go down and Mm -hmm. score in that last possession of the first half, whether it be three or seven, in this case, we call it seven because that's what happened. You then have the opportunity to come out and go for another seven points. So it could be a fourteen point swing in two position in two possessions and Pittsburgh never touches sure. the ball. So in theory, that sounds perfectly fine, right? Cool. Let's do that. Right. So the Bengals go down and do just that. They score seven points with the with the last possession of the first half. Open up the second half, get another fantastic return by my man uh, Alex Erickson who did the exact same thing to in the first half. And we are now in Pittsburgh territory and you get to, you know, a very crucial fourth and one from the Pittsburgh 40 yard line. Instead of going for it, Marvin Lewis takes the conservative approach of, well, let's not lose and let's rely on our defense and kick the ball and, and, and play field position. What did that result in? well, it resulted in the Bengals punting the ball and gaining exactly 28 yards of field position. 28 yards. Pittsburgh went, went mm-hmm. turned around, and drove right down the field and kicked the field goal. Five yards into a play. So, right. So, so you took what could have been the potential to either one force it a little closer. Get, if you get the first down, Lord only knows what happens at that point. You have the opportunity to score a touchdown. If nothing else, you are at least pushing closer to the field goal range of your kicker, so you you, you get to take advantage of that. All right, we scored the seven at, at half. Now we add on another three. That's a 10-point swing. Or even potentially, again, going back to the ultimate of we scored seven and now we score another seven, 14-point swing, and you're back in control of a, of a game, you know, and you're up, Mm-hmm. 21-14 at that point, right? So all instead right. of doing any of that, Marvin Lewis, which would have been playing to win, Marvin Lewis elected <laughs> to play not to lose, which is, all okay. right, let my defense, who's been getting ran roughshod on pretty much all day, you know, try and protect a tie ball game at that point and gain 28 yards of of room. And basically in his in his interview or his press conference this week, basically he was like we were playing you know, we were playing uh field position and I wasn't gonna give Pittsburgh the ball at the forty. Well you know okay. you, you do some quick math and you do forty minus twenty eight uh puts you on what the twelve? So mm-hmm. uh how much did that really how much did that really gain you? Right? right. I mean Yes, right. twenty-eight yards. But like, what's twenty-eight yards in the grand scheme of things when you could have pushed for a first down, and and, and gotten it? it it's, or you know what? You get stopped. You're giving the ball at the forty. What's the difference between not and giving the ball at the twelve? They're just gonna go down and score anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's annoying. It really is. Bars. And and, and, the, and the Bengals had the ball in Pittsburgh territory four times between the 40 and the 50-yard line, and every single time they punted. Every single time. And, like, oh. you, can't, you can't do that versus a team that is one of the top offenses in the league. You just can't do it. At some point in time, you have to trust your offense who, win in shotgun and running Joe Mixon, was killing Pittsburgh, killing them. If you go back and I think Joe Mixon averaged something like six point five yards, six point seven yards, something like that, a pop every time mm-hmm. he touched the ball when we'll running from shotgun. Why not on that fourth and one instead of the traditional, you know, let's everybody hunker down and push forward and do whatever? No, spread them out. Go with your run pass option. Put the put the ball in the hands of Andy Dalton and Joe Mixon and say, let's go get a yard, boys. Right, mm. I mean, look. You stop me back-to-back right. plays, third and one, fourth and one. More power to you. Great, hey, congratulations, man. But I went for it, and Demis, right. I'm not going to lose this game because I decided to play stupid field position. I'm not losing that game because of that.
1: Right, I hear you. You know what? I remember this. This is back in the TJ, who's your mama, and Chad Johnson day. I think was. Um, I think it was the same season where the Bengals won. The division actually in twenty twenty five i think yeah. oh, okay okay yeah, yeah 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 sorry and and I remember the game was here there was the first game of the of the first matchup between those two and I remember y'all had a fourth and fourth and goal from the one you had us on our heels this is early in the game, right maybe the first or second quarter, and y'all opted to kick the field goal. Yep. And you end up losing that game by maybe less than a touchdown. So long story yep. short, I remember T.J. Hoosier-Mazada, when being interviewed in the locker room, said, "Can I I could almost quote this, but I'm kind of paraphrasing, good teams go for touchdowns, resale yep. for field goals. <laughs> <That's> correct. <laughs> I remember that when he said that. <laughs> that is, that is mind-boggling. So, so somebody
0: somebody did his research. Uh, I think it was Joe Goodberry and not, I probably won't get exactly right, but basically somewhere along the lines of Marvin Lewis goes, uh, you know, f- between the 40 and 45 or 40 and 50-yard line, you know, uh, fourth and one, fourth and two, Marvin Lewis punts the ball 82% of the time. The league average is 69% of the time, right? So, wow. Yeah. I mean, he just has a—he is just wired such that he is not going for it. Like it's just not going to happen unless he absolutely has to. So you know, mm-hmm. say say it's that fourth and one, and it's the last two minutes of the game, and you gotta go for it because that's the only way you're you're gonna you're having a a shot at winning. Okay, he'll go for it then. Right. But if it's just regular old middle of the game not saying it doesn't matter, but basically this particular possession doesn't matter because we're playing for the next possession type of deal, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's punting the ball, man. And Marvin even said in this press conference after the game, or or it was either after the game on Monday, he even said in his press conference that he had already made up his mind on third down, previous to Joe Mixon running the third down in one play. He had already made up his mm-hmm. mind that he was going to punt the ball. Wow! Wow! I'm like that, you didn't even you didn't even stop to maybe possibly consider wow. or be swayed or any of that. You're like, if Joe doesn't get this on third down, we're putting this ball.
1: What? <laughs> you know what? I'm picturing the defense, the, the defense on the sidelines, even hell, even Mixon himself going, "What the fuck?" I mean, you just you're picturing that in his head. And there heads has because this is your rival. Some might argue yes. the arch rival who they're trying to climb that proverbial mountain for the last few seasons, and you're going to just be passive about it. I mean, I mean, look, there's a lot of things. I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but I'm not trying to spare you more pain here. But, I mean, just like a great Herman Edwards once said, you play to win play the game. Play to win Remember the game. Fist, fist <laughs> yes, sir. podium, follow that up with a hello. You play to yeah. win right. the game. But speaking of playing not to win the game, what was up with that all-out blitz on, 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 like, it was 15 seconds up the Yes, What was up with that uh, all-out blitz? You know that Yes, sir. going to see that, right? They had to know that, right? Ex-
0: right. And, and, like, I don't have, I don't okay, let me back up. I don't know if I necessarily have a problem mm. with the all out blitz per se, right? Because look, mm. you've been getting picked apart the whole damn game. It's not like sitting right. back <laughs> and letting the play develop was a great idea, right?
1: Because
0: that right. that pretty much got them where they were with the previous play of Juju Smith Schuster just sitting wide open like twenty yards down the field in the middle of the field. So clearly mm. that wasn't working. But so I don't I don't necessarily have an issue with the, all right, look, man, we just sent in the whole house because, you know, if we get a turnover, if we hit Ben, Ben Ben has been known to just chuck a ball up in the air and, you know, get picked yeah. off or gets tipped. Right. Or, okay. It's so there's all different. sorts of scenarios that can happen there. What I had an issue with mm-hmm. was, hey, their number one wide receiver and quite possibly the best wide receiver in the entire NFL is lined up against a dude who um probably <laughs> is slightly better than me at cornerback in the consumer thing,
1: right? <laughs>
0: Versus Antonio Brown, <laughs> right. right? I mean, look here. Yeah. If if I walk up to the line of scrimmage and I see number 84 in black and gold across from me or black and yellow, excuse me, across from me, um, mm-hmm. I'm probably pretty concerned about what that dude is doing. Um, yeah. And I'm not exactly sure what was going through Tony McCray's mind at that point in time, but it clearly wasn't, hey, I'm over top of 84 and I really need to be concerned about what he's doing. Because if you watch the video, William Jackson says to him, hey, dude, slide over to 84. I got this dude on the outside. Apparently, wow. Tony McRae wanted to no know parts a of that because he never slid over. He never slid over to AB. He was like, "Yeah, do you know who that is? That's Antonio Brown. I want to cover that, dude. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not doing that." So, right. you know that that whole piece just never developed the way it should have, and I blame Marvin for that too. Of, hey, you got a dude who is, you know, fourth, fifth, maybe sixth, depending on how you look at it. 4th, 5th, six on the depth chart at cornerback. I want to make sure that everybody knows exactly what they're supposed to do, where they're they're supposed to be, and who they're supposed to cover. And if it looks like even remotely, maybe possibly you have no idea what's going on, I'm calling a timeout. Especially if we're sitting in the house (laughs) with nobody over the top to help you, I'm calling a timeout.
1: What happens?
0: Well, then they run a pick play, which was is illegal, it. by the way. Yeah. Then, then they ran a pick no, play, which was illegal.
1: Was and then, the, they're, they're whatever. The no,
0: whatever, noise. whatever, <laughs> it was a pick play.
1: It was a pick play. <laughs> it,
0: was, it was a pick play that wasn't called, and, yeah, that's what <laughs> it
1: touchdown. But it wasn't a matter no way, because all
0: you needed was a field goal to win. So, I mean, you know, in the grand scheme of things. I, the one thing I would say is, I would have rather liked to watch Boswell at least attempt the kick rather than watch Antonio Brown run mm-hmm.
1: it. And here's the thing, and here's the last thing I'll like say on this because again, you know, you you're not only my fret brother, my you're my line brother, so I got to yes, watch that. I will have to. All I have to say is this: even if your defensive coordinator, the D coordinator, was hell bent on showing her that that look. Why, again, hindsight is, 20, 20 is like you know, like, uh, like a buck. I, 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 we both, yeah, everyone gets that. Why a... won't he, how about this? Crawl the line of scrimmage, right? If you really want to mess him up, Big Ben up, crawl the line of scrimmage, and then bounce back in the zone. Why not disguise his yeah. own coverage? Get Big Ben to make those crates, that, that quick throw to Antonio Brown, and have a dude sitting in a spot in the zone, pick it off or bat it down. Yeah. Why not do or, that? Give him
0: something to think or about. Or if you're going to do the all-out blitz, you know, either get to the quarterback or everybody throw your hands up, you know, to try and bat a ball, whatever, why is William Jackson, not? who is your best cover corner, not in press coverage right. versus Antonio Brown? Mm, if you're going to get point. beat, if you're going to get beat, Right? If you're gonna get beat, then mm-hmm. dang it, I'm gonna get beat with my best dude on your best dude. Mm. And if you best me because your best dude is better than my best dude, well hey, more power to you. More power to you. Because that's that's my shutdown corner right there. Right? He is the exact right. opposite of Artie Burns, who can't cover anybody. Um uh, yeah,
1: Sorry, that was a shot. True. Uh, true, but no, he is no, the exact I mean, opposite. Can't my son,
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, if that's your best guy, why is he not where Tony McRae is? And you let Tony McRae take the dude who's said the pick. And if he gets picked fine, but I'll be damned if William Jackson is not right over top of. Antonio Brown on that particular play. I'm not saying all the time. I'm not saying he needs to follow Antonio Brown. I'm not saying he needs to be in the slot. No, I'm saying on that play where you're bringing the entire house, I'm going to put my best player versus your best player. And if your best player beats Mm -hmm. mine, more power to you.
1: Well said, well said. It just, I wish again, we both didn't go to the game. Um, I haven't gone to the to to, uh, the, to that particular matchup down to Paul Brown in the last two seasons, but I'm just wondering, even on that, even before that score, when Joe Mixon after Joe Mixon score with only a minute left, and I'll get in that and in will move the the segment on this. You had to be thinking to yourself, those fans had to be thinking to themselves. Oh my God!
0: Too much Here out. we go.
1: Here we go. Like
0: it was it was terrible, terrible, terrible time management of that drive, right? I mean, the Bengals got the ball with like, I don't know, maybe let's say three, three and a half minutes left. So you go into the proverbial right. four minute drill of trying to run down the clock and score. Clearly, the number one uh issue is you gotta score a touchdown. You have to, because if you don't, game's over. Sure. Understand that. Totally get that. But very close second is if, if, and when we score, we cannot leave time for Ben to do what he does because there's a handful of quarterbacks, Ben, Freeze, Rogers, Brady, you know, you don't want like, I'm not giving you that kind of time to beat me because I know you can and you will. And so yeah. You know, if you want to start off the the pace with hurry up, cool. You want to start off the pace, you know, make a couple run plays, and then we got to pick it up and go. Cool. What the Bengals did was just dumb. They stayed in hurry up pretty much the entire time. And the couple times they took shots down the field was one was like some deep pass down the sidelines to Joe Mixon, and the other one was Mm -hmm. a deep pass down the sideline to Cody Core, who can't catch a cold. So both of those (laughs) passes were incomplete, and the clock stopped both times, right? And then you got Andy Dalton Mm. hiking the ball with 15 to 20 seconds left on the play clock every time. Pittsburgh is not calling a timeout right now. Why would you not let that play? I would not snap a ball until there were at least one to two seconds left on the play clock every single time. Not going to happen. If you're not going to call a timeout, then, damn it, I'm going to run time off the clock.
1: <laughs> Every play, and I don't understand why they didn't do that. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Well, um, as they say, the rest is history. Now, since 2010, my Steals are 15 and three against your Bengals. And which probably which seven, probably eight. leads to why <laughs> which which leads to why there are typically more Steelers fans at the at a home game it's just now higher than Bengals fans. But we're, we're, that's true enough. Game. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand that either uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway Let let me just pile off of you Let, 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 let me just get off of you the, the, Like like let me just You know They're they, you know they not going to call the fight So I'm just going to Graciously step away Graciously help you up Figuratively by the hand That's you I appreciate all. that man I appreciate get it. You back, <laughs> get you back in the place. Appreciate it. Thank you. I mean, Thank hell, you, I, I give a lot of Bengals fans to hell. You already know that. So, I yes, mean, sir. it is what it is. It's time to move on. We're still not in first place, so we're moving on. Um, let's preview week seven games, shall we? Let's, let's change this. All right. This let's is do it a little bit. Let's let them move a little bit. So, tomorrow night's game, which is probably the toilet bowl game of the week, Denver at Arizona. I don't Ugh. know if you're watching the game. I don't know anyone who gives a damn about this game. I said Denver, maybe anyone in Arizona, for that matter. But since we have to pick games, I got to pick the Broncos. And God bless whoever has to call that crappy-ass game tomorrow night. Uh, I'm going to agree with you and go Broncos as well. There you go. Sunday, from London, England, in Wembley Stadium, near Oxford. You have Tennessee, (laughs) my horrible English invitation here. Yes, yeah, right, 50 right. at San Diego. I got the Chargers. Uh, yes, San I'm Diego. Yes, still calling the Chargers yeah. San Diego. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah. San Diego, there that's go. right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's I'm stubborn agree. like that. Yeah. Um, same reason why right. I call the Washington Wizards the like the, 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 the bullets. I'm I'm stubborn <laughs> like that. <So. laughs> there you go. There no, 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 damn Wizards with the dead of the bullets. Damn it. Um, New England. Chicago, at Chicago, at Soldier Field. I was no, I was good. almost right on New England no. losing No you I weren't. was almost right last week, but then I losing this week to Chicago. I don't care if it's on the road or on the booth. Then I lose it to Chicago. I got the Patriots. Yeah. No. Correct. <laughs> I wish it was the other way around, but we we, we <laughs> right, like right. We, no, I I'm I'm totally with you, so, but Asia. nah, then they have bro. <laughs> right. Buffalo, here's another crappy game of the week. Buffalo at Indianapolis. Can't believe, hard to believe the Colts are 1-5. But anyway, I got the Colts winning. As bad as the Indianapolis is, record-wise, Buffalo is worse. So I got Indianapolis uh, winning at home in the Snooze Fest against Buffalo. Only because they're at home.
0: Otherwise, I would pick right. Buffalo in this game. Like, honestly. Yeah, I
1: would too. Purely
0: because Indianapolis is at home, I'll go – Indianapolis, but that is the only reason I'm going Indianapolis. If it were in Buffalo, I would be saying the exact same thing. I would be like, I'm picking uh, Buffalo only because it's in Buffalo,
1: but because it's in because Indianapolis, of <laughs> we'll go Colts." Yeah. What a shit show the MC softest anyway.
0: Ugh, next good game, God, Detroit, garbage.
1: This is terrible. This is terrible. I mean, hell, even you and I can feel the team win that position. Detroit up Miami. I got Miami oh. at home only because they're home. Miami is, is suspect to me, but they're playing at home. So I got yeah.
0: Miami over there I'ma go I'ma go Stafford just to be contrary. Not no no real <laughs> reason literally other than just to be kind. Only because Miami's kind of a Jekyll and high team, man. Like yeah. I'm not really sure That's who true. they are at this point. I'm not sure they know who they are at this point. Um and I think if, if uh, you know Stafford likes to play either in controlled climates and/or warm weather,
1: I think he can do it. think he do a pretty good job. Uh, I'll go with Detroit. All right. Next game: Minnesota at the New York Jets. Kirk. Uh, Minnesota. Versus Sam no. Donald, no.
0: No. No. Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nah, nah, <laughs> nah, nah, oh, <laughs> Minnesota man.
1: all day long. There you go. And in the, the game that this is perhaps the most perplexing game of the week, Carolina at Philadelphia. Both teams, mm. I don't know what the hell to expect from either team. Uh, to be honest Me they're both hot and cold as hell. But it's in Philly. So on the surface of a billion in Philly. I got the Eagles. In the, in the tight game against the Panthers. Ooh, you know what? I'm gonna go
0: Cam Oh Cam. Oh my! Uh, Cam, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna go Cam, baby. I'm gonna go Cam. Come on, Carolina, they're the fight Cam. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna go to go fighting Cam I don't, I don't know what to expect from other team, man. It's like the one no, team. No, you're week. absolutely right. And right. Both of them. I mean, I can't, I can't, I, I can't call it. Anyway,
0: here's
1: another game that's pretty interesting: Cleveland at Tampa Bay. Mm. I, it's I, a toss-up right here, man, because mm. you got a strong defensive team in Cleveland, a weak-ass defensive team in Tampa. But they're playing in Tampa, and I don't know what to expect from the Browns. I mean, they're like hot and cold, man. Since they yeah. won that first game in like a thousand years, <sighs> mm. do I put Jameis Winston over over Baker Mayfield? Do I really trust Jameis Winston? Do I really do I really trust this brother? No,
0: no. But do trust. you really trust Hugh Jackson? That's I don't trust him.
1: <laughs> right, but but
0: like that, but that's 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 part of the man, problem. Like if it was just if it was just Baker versus Jameis, I'd be like, yeah, give me Baker. But like Hugh Jackson be making some. I, there was a time where I really, really mm-hmm. wanted Hugh Jackson to be the next head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. You weren't the only one. After watching, after watching him in Cleveland, I'm like, mm, I'm good. <laughs>
1: and you know what? Yeah, I'm I good. don't know where on the street, World on the street had it that was that Marvin Lewis was one to really step down a few years ago when when he was on the staff. Wanted Hugh to be yeah. the guy and wait, and Mike Brown wouldn't allow it. I don't know how true that was. But that well, was the, the actual – the I won't say the actual
0: word. The other rumor is everybody was in agreement except for Hugh. Hugh wanted a head coaching job immediately and didn't want to wait, and Hugh and Cleveland came open.
1: Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, that explains it. Interesting. Well, be it as it may. So,
0: uh –
1: I'm going to yeah, go so – I'll go Jameis. I'll go Jameis because he's at home. Yeah, as much as – I don't want to pit Tampa. I really don't want to pit Tampa because I think that Tampa's coach is more horrible than Hugh Jackson. If you could believe that. But to your point, Tampa's playing at home. I can't trust the Browns on the road just yet. So I got Tampa in yeah. pretty much probably like a 6-3 to game. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> right. Move right along. right. Houston at Jacksonville. Remember I told you how much of a sh- show the AFC South is? Well, yeah. you got two teams who at, at the top of the division at three and three. Ugh. Jacksonville, ever since beating New England, beating the pants off of them, have dropped the last three Man, games. like a rock. It's just, it's just crazy. It's crazy. And, I mean, actually, no, I take the bet. They've been one and three since then. And, and the thing is, is that they got their asses kicked by Dallas. They let Dallas yes. score 40 points on them. This is the same Dallas squad that has Cole Beasley, or as Skip Bears would call as him, their Beasley. primary receiver. Exactly. As their number one. 40 points. Right. 40 40 damn points. So here comes Houston, right? Here comes Houston rolling the town. They're filling themselves. You know, Deshaun Watson is playing a lot better. I'm. It's glad to see. I'm glad to see that. By the way, um, yeah. And Blake Borders is got to be in Blake Borders. So with that being said, I don't trust the Jackson. The same Jacksonville team that also lost to the Tennessee Titans at home. By the way, by nine to six score, I got the Texans moonwalking all over the Jaguars in this one. I, I don't. I, I. I mean, I don't see the Jaguars like they haven't been the same since that New England game. So I, I got the Texans build themselves, still, and taking down Jalen Ramsey and Jacksonville. So, I'm going to go Jacksonville.
0: And, And I think they right the ship this week. It's a, you know, divisional game at home. I think if they fall to three and four, especially with the personalities they have on the defensive side of that ball, um, and in that in that locker room, things should get real real ugly in in Jacksonville yeah. this week. And I think, you know, they I think they stave off craziness and pandemonium. It won't be pretty. It'll probably be something like fourteen to twelve, something <laughs> terrible. But
1: <laughs> or, <laughs> or eleven. Yeah, but you know, yeah,
0: yeah, something just absolutely ridiculous. But. I think they I think they write the ship and, and pull it out this week. Okay.
1: Here's a big game. This is probably my game of the week right here. New Orleans at Baltimore. Both of us cannot Come stand. Come on, Baltimore. New Orleans. I, I, I can't <laughs> stand Baltimore.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. But, dude, it's going to be 54 degrees tomorrow. I'm not – no man, I'm not, sorry. Not tomorrow. Sunday in Baltimore. I don't trust the Saints and weather below sixty degrees, and the the harsh reality is Baltimore's playing well. They're, they're playing God, Baltimore well. Baltimore sucks, and man. Baltimore sucks. They suck. They suck.
0: Joe Flacco's suck. garbage. I hate Baltimore.
1: But they're, four, they're four I don't two. care. They're and garbage. They if they if they beat New Orleans, they'll be, be in first two place in control the division. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Yes. Think about it. So <laughs> Think stupid. About
0: it. Like, they aren't good. Like, they're not good. They literally have a bunch of number two <laughs> wide receivers as their wide receiver core. Like, none of those dudes are number one cats. All of them are complimentary dudes. They have three complimentary dudes at wide receiver. None of them are any good.
1: Ah, it's so annoying. Yes. And you know what? It's because of defense. The defense is Jared uh, Tall. The Tall defense can still ball. I mean, T. Schiffle, Terrell Suggs, he, he's still that dude. As long as they ride I know. the defense, it's insane, defense though. Like, I, don't want, uh, I know. I know. I know. But uh, I'll say this, though. I, they haven't seen the team like the Saints. No, Steve they haven't. I've a Kamara, Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas. Core. Yes. Yeah. They they yeah. and that,
0: and so. and uh Mark Ingram's got another week under his belt conditioning wise.
1: Yep. I just don't like their defense. But I'll say this no. though. I got the Saints winning a tight game, but I'll tell you what, if Baltimore wins this game, they're in to drive a seat for the division man. They just are.
0: They are they are I until can't. they play the Bengals again and lose. I don't care. Like I I There you go. I genuinely believe, like, anybody who's ever heard me on any podcast ever knows that I think that Joe Flacco is garbage. Like, he's straight-up <laughs> trash. I well, like, And it's not even anything personal against the dude. It's not like I'm like, you know, it's not like he's a Pittsburgh Steeler and I'm like, oh, I just hate Ben Roethlisberger because he plays for – no, I just think the dude is trash. Yeah. And so uh, – <laughs> <like, laughs> He got <laughs> he got paid off a really tight <laughs> Super Bowl Everybody's run. Congratulations to him, but he's garbage. And so I'm going with Drew Brees and New Orleans Saints, man. In a close game, like because I do think that defense yeah, is is better than any defense that New Orleans has faced this year. But at the same time, I think New Orleans offense is way better than any offense that, uh, that uh, Baltimore
1: has seen this right. year. Yeah oh Skip Bell's calls Joe Flacco, Joe Fluco, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um yeah. the Rams at San Francisco, this is an ass with away. Rams and I I Rams. Even, though the Rams even uh sorry, even though the Niners played well Monday night, but the Rams should win okay. ram by two touchdowns at least. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. The, Dallas at the Washington uh uh inc- the politically incorrect nicknames. Um yeah, I want Washington to mm. win so bad. I hate Dallas. The most of me, I, I don't hate any team. Let's put it this way: I I would pull for New England against Dallas. That's how much I hate Dallas. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I hate I hate Dallas. I grew up hating Dallas. Everyone who knows me knows I really hate the Cowboys.
0: Um, I know Got too it.
1: many Cowboys fans that all know the hell out of me. Um, I'll say this. If Dallas follows the same formula that they've used against Jacksonville in the week before, they should win this game. But the problem is, do you really trust Jason Garrett, his play caller? Do you really trust Jerry Jones pulling that as a puppeteer behind the scenes. Do you really trust Scott Lidahan off his corner will be allowed to do what needs to be done? The answer is hell no. And this is against against Washington on the road, mind you. Uh, Jay
0: Gruden is not, like, the best play caller on the face of the planet either. That's true, too. <laughs> right? I mean, like, right. I watched the dude for three or four years here in Cincinnati, and I was kind of like, meh. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Yeah. And, like, he hasn't really blown me away in Washington to this point. Like, meh.
1: He's all right. <laughs> he's just all right, right? <laughs> yeah, he's all right. So I assume you got Dallas. I do. Yeah, I do too.
0: Uh yeah, um, moving do. right
1: along unfortunately. Um remember why I said about Baltimore being in a driver's seat they beat the Saints? hmm Because the mm-hmm. Bengals go to Kansas City. Man, not, ain't no way in you know hell the piece of ain't no way in hell Kansas City <laughs> is losing to the
0: Bengals. <laughs> after losing to after losing to New England. There is no way holy hell the Bengals are winning that game. Like I don't know what the spread is. I don't know what the point spread is. Yeah. If it's if it's less than twelve, bet the line, son. <laughs> bet it. Bet it right
1: now. Oh man.
0: <laughs>
1: the Chiefs are only two points. Can you believe that?
0: Dude, dude, you take you take Kansas City and the points. And going about your business. <laughs> I'm telling you right. Look, man, the Bengals are beat up in in the worst part to be beat up in the secondary. So, you have yeah. William Jackson, who was gimpy oh, all last God. week and was coming in and out of plays, even during the Pittsburgh game. So, he's beat up. You got Darquez Denard, who's our uh, slot cornerback, uh, who is still – his arm is still in a sling from last week. So – He's clearly not gonna play. Uh our starting safety is in concussion protocols. Like the whole defensive secondary is just beat to shit right now. And so right. like you don't you don't have any of those dudes available. One of the biggest weaknesses of the Bengals is the middle of the field and tight ends. You're not only going to be mm-hmm. facing a tight end, you're gonna be facing potentially one of the top I don't know, two to three tight ends in the entire league on Sunday in Travis Kelsey, right? Mm -hmm. You got Gronk, you got uh, Ertz, and you got Kelsey in whatever order you want to put those dudes in as far as dopest tight ends in the league. Not only that, you pair him with Tyreek Hill, who is, because John Ross can't get on the field, the fastest man in the NFL who knows how to catch and run routes and catch touchdowns on the outside Mm -hmm. with Travis Kelsey coming across the middle with uh, the little short vulnerable running back that they got, you know, on uh, like, dude, there's no way the Bengals are winning this game. And it's just not, Mm -hmm. I would be shocked if the Bengals found a way to win this. And, and if they do, it's going to be similar to the new England game of where the Bengals, you know, win 43 to 40 or something, you know, something just, Absolutely crazy. Kansas City's defense is garbage, <laughs> but it is. I just don't. I just don't know without. I don't know if Ross is playing yet, and so you've lost Eifert. You down. You don't have Croft. You don't have Giovanni Bernard. You may not have John Ross. So where I where I would normally say, well, the Bengals could probably score with Kansas City because their defense isn't mm-hmm. great. Like we're down a ton of weapons on offense. Well, beat up in the secondary, which is where you definitely don't want to be beat up versus Kansas City. Like I, I right. just don't see a reason why the Bengals win this game.
1: Interesting. And last but not least, where the hell am I? Uh, uh, Monday night. I'm off the pace, but, but yeah, yeah, Monday night. Which how about that? How about this crap fest? If you thought that tomorrow night's game was gonna be bad. Who the hell thought that putting the Giants on Monday night would be a good idea? Ever And putting them against Atlanta at that. I know that Atlanta's unachieving more than we thought, but really? Yeah, that a bad move.
0: Yeah, that, man, was that was a bad move. And it's
1: in Atlanta. So you know it's going to be an ass-whooping. So I'm going to take yeah. the Falcons, man.
0: Yeah. It's not even yeah. close. No, totally agree. Totally agree, and it won't be close. Uh, Falcons' defense isn't great by any stretch of the imagination. Um, right, but Eli Manning is awful. Um, so yeah, I, de- I definitely got to stop <laughs> in that one.
1: And talk about a shit show. Nothing's <laughs> a bigger shit show than the New York Giants right now. You see the, you see the, you hear the, the damn uh, owner, the Warner Mar boys, call out uh, um, uh, OBJ, Jr. Oh yeah, He's, uh, you guys signed yeah. him. You guys knew what you had. Right. So shut up. Shut right.
0: up. Like, look, man, you made that bed. Lay in it, brother. You made it. You paid it.
1: You made it. Lay in it. Shut up. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Exactly. All okay, right, man. I've tortured you long enough. So you can go on right, brother, cry your beer or whatever you're drinking, or uh, your latte or whatever you're clashing like that. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be on at you, man. All <laughs> right, brother. We'll get at you soon. Oh, 06. All right, take take care. Peace. That's my guy, Andre. Was please check him out on com and see what other good stuff he's cooking up. I know he has some stuff on the website right now, some crazy content. So please check him out there. So we're going to wrap this podcast up with a little uh, NBA season preview. Um, yeah, last night was tip, was technically the opening night, even though there were two game, only two games, Philly, Boston, and OKC and Golden State. Um, there's not really much to say. I mean, hell, I'll I'll try to make it exciting. Okay, there's lots of storylines about, even though we all know that there's no one beating the Golden State Warriors. Okay, I think they even they, even Stephen Wonder could see that no one's beating them. But there's lots of good reasons to pay attention this year. First of all, LeBron James being out west to play with the Lakers. We all knew that he was bouncing of like Cleveland. It just didn't know it'd be the Lakers. But hey, there's a lot of buzz and excitement out there. So LeBron being out of the comfort zone of the leasing Conference to go out west is pretty huge. Kawhi Leonard being traded north of the border to the Toronto Raptors is something to watch. Boogie Cousins signing with the Golden State Warriors when he becomes healthy again, works his way back. That would be they would be even more formidable with Boogie, and you know it. You know, and, you know, Tony Parker in Charlotte, <laughs> uh, whatever. But at any rate, I, look, the NBA is going to be fun this year. Again, even though we all know the Warriors are going to win it once again. But I think it will be a fun process. Not so much in the Eastern Conference because you have there's – there's, I mean, the Eastern Conference is where the three top teams in the conference are all in the same division. That's in the Atlantic division with Boston, Philly, and Toronto. Pretty much, anyone anyway outside of that is like, who cares, right? But since this is a sports podcast, and I have to prove you for you, everybody, I was going to give you who I think is going to finish in order in each division. So, quickly start with the Eastern Conference with the Atlanta Division. I got Boston, Philly, Toronto, the Knicks, my Knicks, and the Nets in that order. With Boston, Philly, and Toronto being the top, being the three teams in the playoffs. Central Division. I got Victor Oladipo and company in Indiana, in Indiana. We're in the Central, followed by Milwaukee, Cleveland, Detroit, and Chicago. And by the way, if you, just for those who want to hate on LeBron, even though I don't, I'm not defending LeBron on the court, even though I'm a big fan of him off the court. Normally, any game of Cleveland, any Cleveland game would be on prime time right now on ESPN. Now only are on TV, they're relegated to the other category of sports, sports, sports south. And they're getting Eskis kicked in Toronto, 1483 right now. But at any rate, nevertheless, I, I had them be in the eighth seed in the playoffs. And last but not least, Southeast Division, I got the Washington Bullets. I've never called them the Wizards again. I'm calling them the Bullets. Yeah. Winning what should be a terrible Southeast Division, with Charlotte coming in second, Miami third, Orlando, and, and Atlanta. So 12 seed, and I, said, I mentioned it earlier, I got Celtics, Sixers, Raptors, top three seeds, Indiana, Milwaukee, Washington, Charlotte, and Cleveland, the round at the bottom. And I got both Celtics moonwalking their way into the Eastern Conference Finals, winning a classic series against the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Hopefully it will go more than five games this time and representing the East in the uh, NBA Finals. So Western conference. I already said it was going to be winning all. was <laughs> that no one's beating the Golden State. But, again, this is a sports podcast. Just got to preview everybody. Let's go hit division by division. So Southwest Division, you got Houston, New Orleans, San Antonio, Dallas, and Memphis. Memphis is god-awful. Um, probably should have kept their coach from last season. Uh, I was now coaching my Knicks. How about that? Uh, I got Houston out of this division. I got Houston, New Orleans, and San Antonio making the playoffs. Northwest North West division, got OKC, Utah, Portland, Denver, and Minnesota. Um, it's I, I, it was a, it was hard for me to choose between Portland and Denver to finish third or fourth. I think they're both pretty much the same. Uh, um, and I really like Denver, too. I mean, they have that center with a bunch of snipers around the three-point land. Very good young team. And I may be wrong, and in, in Denver may be finishing ahead of Portland. It wouldn't shock me one bit. But I have OKC, Utah, Portland as, a, as the uh, playoff participants of that division. And, man, I got to give a mention to Minnesota. I mean, with, with, with Jimmy Butler calling out, first of all, any team, nobody – Normally, will call out once a superstar, let alone two. Well, now I won't call. Well, I guess Kelly Anthony Towns will be a superstar, and and and, 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 and uh, Andrew Wiggins will be a star. But for Jimmy Butler to do that and not get shut by anyone, including Andy D. Towns and Wiggins themselves, that goes to show how weak that squad is. So they're good on paper, but they're they're crappy. Scrappy in terms of chemistry and everything else. There's no If they had no business being the ac right, should they had too much talent. <clears throat> they are what they are. In the Pacific Division, lastly, I got Golden State Warriors. Well, of course, we're <laughs> the top of the division. far by the Lakers, Phoenix, the Clippers, and the Kings. The Kings are just terrible, too. But one thing I'll say about LeBron, if you, people don't know, in case people forget how great LeBron is, Everywhere well, LeBron is going, he's taking that team to the finals, to at least the finals. And it may not happen for him this year, but I tell you what, he's going to get them to at least the conference finals to face the Golden State Warriors. But yo, if they do, if LeBron does lead them past Golden State, he's the goat. It's a as the goat. I mean, it's you know, even if they lose to the Boston the finals, he's the goat. Because again, this is the same Lakers joining the Lakers squad that won 30 some odd games last season. He's going to he's going to lead them to 51. Well, I got him going to 51 games this year. He's going to have them in the mix in the Western Conference, right? But if they, I'm just saying, if they get to the Western Conference Finals, which I think they will, to play Golden State, and they be Golden State to get to the finals and keep LeBron's final streak intact. Some in his ass. the goat. It's just that simple. And let me just let me just do the plus here. Speaking of which, in case you're wondering how the everyone fits in with the Lakers, I guess I guess you know I got go I got go to stay. Of course, top seed, the Rockets being the second seed. I, you know them losing, um, Rockets losing uh, Trevor Ariza, and a couple of more valuable defenders, and replacing them with Hootie Mello, and everything. You know it's. They're going to take a step back. Followed by the Lakers, the Lakers will be a third seed. OKC, fourth seed. Jazz will be the fifth seed. We a rematch of open round last year. Uh, New Orleans, the sixth seed. San Antonio, Old Faithful, the seventh seed. And, and Portland, the eighth seed. Again, I'm kind of – I didn't feel comfortable putting Portland there because I thought Denver would be there. I still think Denver would be there, too, in the eighth seed. By the way, they'll be the side for sacrificial lamb but the Golden State Warriors in the, in the first round. So, of course, since I said oh, I don't beat Golden State, I do see anybody beating Golden State. I got to win the West. And I got, those Golden, I got the Warriors winning, which I think will be go six to seven games. I think Boston is the only team that can hang on Golden State because they are deep and they're young and they're talented. They can go nine, ten deep easily. And that's what you need to match up with Golden State. And Boston can play two You know, they could both play fast. They can play both fast and slow. So I think that will make a great series. We never know what's going to happen because the ball may bounce a certain way and it will go differently. But I think Golden State will beat Boston in a classic six-game series. Yes, I don't think it will go seven, but I think it will be a classic way compared to what Cleveland did against them last year. So there you have it, my – my award-winning 2018-2019 NBA preview. And even though I don't think my Knicks will make much noise this year, keep an eye on Kevin Knox, folks. And when Chris Pozingas comes back after the All-Star break and wants to gel together next season. And, hey, free agency, folks. We're under the cap by a lot. KD, Kevin Durant, Jimmy Butler, and Kyrie Irving be free agents. I think we'll get at least one of those guys. I'm excited. Anyway, until 2019, <laughs> thank you for tuning into the podcast. Again, this is your boy, Scott Burks. Wish you all good night. Signing off, 06. Peace.